Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is Minnesota Mafia Wayne to Nation presented by Drydeen from the 41st annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Now, live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. All right, all right, we are here. We're at the Jackson Nationals, the 41st annual Agco Jackson Nationals. It's Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Drydeen. Great group of fans have joined us here in the beer garden. And we see everyone down through in the shady areas because it is hot here at Jackson. The racing's going to be even hotter tonight. $41,000 on the line. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post, we're so glad you joined us. And Aaron, if the uh, previous two nights are any indications, we're in for a real treat here tonight. You're not kidding. We've seen uh, two nights green flag to checkers. Yep, absolutely. No cautions, and yet there's still been a great race for the lead. I know. Last night was the strangest race because you look at the box score and there was no pass for the lead, yet it was a fantastic race for the lead. But there, uh, there was, was times really. there was passes, but not <laughs> at the line. So amazing stuff it really was, and we are off to a rousing start. This event has just grown. And Aaron, this thing we've been talking about it a lot, man. We've had all kinds of fun. You and I even got up and did a 5K this morning. We did. I mean, yeah, that was it was good times. Up and down Ashley that. Street. Woof, Ashley Street is not my friend. They got a street here that's straight uphill <laughs> all the way. I'm telling you, it was bad. It was real bad. Want to talk about sucking wind? We were sucking wind this morning, <laughs> that is for sure. Hey, we have got a great lineup for you here tonight. We're going to talk to Shane Phillips from the Minnesota Mafia and Austin Lloyd, the track announcer, but also Wayne Johnson's coming up, Sheldon Hodenshield, Terry McCarl, David Gravel, Brad Sweet, Tim Schaefer, and our first duo is already in spot. And we are joined by the reigning champ of the Jackson Nationals, Donnie Schatz. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little wore out from that 4K last night. Me and Jay did the you night did, version. You, yeah. you, did a, you did a 4K last <laughs> night. Yeah. You, you and Jason got a good well, head start on it, did you? We got the first 800 meters out of the way from the trailer here. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Jason Sides in the house as well. How you doing, man? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. So the 4K, uh, Jay, how'd you do in the 4K? I got quite a few. Uh, yeah, you got quite a few. I thought the 4K had something related to alcohol. No? It really did. It really did. So, Donnie, this event, uh, you're the reigning champ of it. $40,000 last year, $41,000 this year. Uh, as the world of outlaws grows and Todd Quaring and what he's done here, uh, what's, what's it mean to knock off these? It's not the Knoxville Nationals, but it's pretty close to it. What's it mean to, be, to, to, to win big races like this? Well, I don't think uh, any of the guys that race on the Outlaw Tour probably appreciate the Jackson Nationals as much as I do. Yeah. I come here as a kid. Wow. Um, you know, back when it was a 360 race, you know, I was able to cut some laps here back in the day. And uh, we'd try to go to Cedar Lake on a Saturday. If it was raining there, we'd come here and yeah. roll in late. So it was very uh, fortunate to be a part of the Jackson Nationals before we had all these this fancy facility and, and all the things Todd did. So it's really incredible to see then and, and – uh, even to fathom uh, a vision from what it was right. as a facility to what it is today, um, I, I, I thought about that last night for a minute when I was talking with Todd. I was like, is there something wrong with this guy or yeah. um, <laughs> what? And it's just crazy. I mean, it, from every aspect, um, even from the rain shower we had the other night, the trucks were pulling in. I'm like, man, the trucks aren't even – we could rain if it rained three inches here. So he's thought of everything and, and just uh, – Obviously, it takes great people to, to execute, and um, it's just incredible for everybody, the, the spectators, the racers, and yeah. heck, you guys are even here uh, being oh, a part of it, so it's, it's full circle. Really, has Jason, along those same lines, you've raced here for, for many years. Um, not only has the facility changed a lot, 
but, but the crowd, just the crowd in the last few years. I mean, how cool is that for you guys to, to race in front of bigger crowds? Obviously, bigger purses everyone likes, but well, the bigger crowds, the bigger event, the, the side stuff, the 5Ks, the pancake breakfast, all the events around the track. It's really good. I mean, it makes, uh, makes the racing that much better for us because you look up there, you see the crowd, and uh, they're into it. Um, I can remember parking over here. There were some big trees that when we used to be here and all this wasn't here, and you park back here. And uh, now the, the, for all this to be this much bigger and this many people and all the uh, different activities to do, it's, it makes it a, an event yeah. more than just a race. Jason, you're not only a driver, but you own your team, and you're the one uh, driving the truck most of the time up and down the road. To be in the same spot for three nights, what is that like? Not having to go four miles to, to go to the car wash and four hours down the road to the next racetrack, but to be able to go back and hang out at the hotel and, 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 and do your business during the day as far as resurfacing the car and everything. What's it like for to, to, to be able to stay in one place for three straight nights? Well, it makes it nice. I mean, anytime you can uh, be close to where you're racing and uh, be there for a couple of nights, uh, you know what you got to do just to get back to the hotel and uh, you know, maybe a, a two or three beer ride back. So uh, get it just kind of smoothing <laughs> over the way. I think it would be better if there's a nice hotel on the back stretch there, you know. Yeah, that would make it really nice there. If Todd's listening, you'll have it next I year. You, you, you should have brought that up because he'll build it. going to be here now. Yeah, yeah, he'll build it. That is for sure. I, I got to admit, I, I love the fact that we have this year because uh, I uh, I caught up with Jason in the parking lot a couple nights caught ago. Caught up. Yeah, I caught up for, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit, for, for a couple of Ks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Donnie, one of the themes we've talked about with all the drivers this weekend is the competition level. Usually we're used to seeing your name at the top of the points, and you're right there, you're in second, but the competition level, just, just talk about how hard it is and how many guys each night could possibly win. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. The sport's always been pretty competitive, but it uh, seems like it gets uh, you know, more competitive all the time. Um, you know, running eighth last night... Uh, the way we were, the way the guys around me were racing, I was like, "Holy, does this thing pay like three hundred thousand to win?" Or yeah. stab one, take another. I, I, <laughs> I was just going, man. I, I hope. Uh, I'm sure glad I got my belts tight like I do because it just, it's just the way guys are racing right now, um, you know. And it's not just one; it's two, it's three, it's everybody. And when you're on the conditions where you're going that fast, um, you know, you're going to have that. You're going to see them conditions and. Um, this weekend, these guys have, with the track have done a phenomenal job. You know, there's uh, the first night we had a really good bottom, and you could make moves on the top if you wanted. Last night it was a little more top dominant um, when we got the traffic, but um, you know they've done a phenomenal job at uh, giving us a great racetrack and great opportunity to race. When we work on these shows and try to line up guests, we're like, well, you know, who's pissed at each other? We try not to get those two guys on the stage, <laughs> you know, and who's, who's, you know, who, who just, who just wanted to. Oh, so that's why me and Jay are sitting here. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. trying to figure it out. Yeah, that you trying to figure it out. <laughs> now, you guys had, you guys had back during the off-season, at least the North American off-season, where you went to Australia. And, uh, and, and Donnie, you had uh, quite the crew chief down there. And Jay, um, what did, I, and you guys, you probably had a few laughs along the way, too. Um, to, to have a guy that races a car and to be able to get out in Australia, what was that like for you, Donnie? It's, um, it was really educational. You know, I've, me and Jay have known each other a long time. <laughs> educational. Uh, <laughs> it was educational. Um, you know, me and Jay have known each other a long time, including back when I first started racing. You know, I went to Memphis one time. And, and anyway, <laughs> we won't go there. But, um, you know, I've always taken racing pretty seriously. Um, yeah. You know, whether you're on the track, you're off the track, you, you know, you're, you're always racing in your mind. And um, having Jay with me, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have a bad night, a good night, a mediocre night. You need to let it go when the races are over and learn yeah. how to have a little fun, let it go, relax. He actually, you need to go hang out with him more often, especially when you're in Australia, because that's what we did. We just, you know, whether you win or lose, like I said, you, you let it go. And Jay's always had that philosophy. I wish I could be yeah. that, that, that kind-hearted to, to do that, but I probably wear it a little bit too much on my sleeve and, and take it a little bit too serious. So um, he's uh, rubbed a little bit of that off on me, thank God. There you go. So, Jason, you rubbed a little off on Donnie. What did you learn from Donnie when you were in Australia? What was your side of the story? Well, I mean, there's uh, there's times in a place for everything, and uh, you know the race is good. <laughs> I was talking uh, racing. Yeah. I was too. But, you know, we learned a little bit there, but uh, there was a lot of fun being had as well. Landman was there with us, and and uh, it was good times. Yeah, that's, uh. that's that's what you took away. I mean, you, I was hoping maybe something about the car. No. <laughs> You mean we, the car was there? <laughs> oh, you raced? Yeah. We raced there a couple oh, nights. that is awesome. Jay, as you, as you travel up and down the road, um, 
you've got someone, and he actually uh, had a little claim to fame earlier this year. Your crew got gravy, okay? I mean, and everyone just loves him. He's kind of one of the mascots in the, in the fit area. But now you, the, I, I think the thing that's really cool about it for you is he's been around for a year and a half. To have a solid guy like that, and because and, it's a tough business out here. They're, it's tough to keep a crew guy with any of these oh, things yeah. for a year and a half. To have one guy like that that you've been able to rely on, what's that been like as you've evolved your team? Well, it's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, come along to know more and uh, what he needs to do each time we get there and, yeah. you know, get this ready, get that ready. But uh, he's been he's been good. Um, he's single, no bills. That's kind of what you got to look for. He, yeah. he went home uh, over the winter and got a CDO. So, nice. Oh, he's uh, got a CDL now? He got a permit, yeah, so he can drive. So <laughs> he's, yep. driven, he's driven a few times just here, yeah. 10 minutes, 20 yeah, minutes. It. But, yeah. uh, it's been good. He, he's that, good. No, that is great. That yeah. Is, boy, those little things. It, it helps, and uh, so he's been, he's been doing good. Uh, yeah, like I say, he's a little bit of a uh, mascot, but he's young, and uh, he still has a little bit of a fan in him too. So yeah. he, he's. How, how important, though, is it he fits your mold? Because he's, he's fun. He, he knows how to stock a cooler. It's one of the roles he does really, really well. No, he fits in with you guys. How important is that? You know, he, he might not fit in with Donnie's team or any of the other teams. Or, or, you know, he might. But how important is it to have that gel? Because you two, my God, you spend more time with him than anybody on the planet. Well, Paul picked him out. Um, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> we were in Jesus. Florida. We met him at a, at a party. And uh, <laughs> Paul asked him a few questions, you know, this, uh, do you drink, do you smoke, do you gay, are you gay, you got a girlfriend, whatever. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, I'm good. He said, okay, you need a job? He said, yeah. So he hired him. <laughs> a year and a half and later. he's been here a year and a half, yeah. My God. He's pretty stout. That's a great story. <laughs> he does fit in with us, too, by the way. He yeah. spends a lot of time in my trailer. No, yes, I, he does. I heard that, too. I did hear that. Jay actually told me that to Charlotte. He said that uh, he said he'd get Gravy and you get along pretty well also. <laughs> yeah. Donnie, spending all this time with Gravy and Jason, <laughs> honestly, this is a serious question. Has it, has it helped you relax? Has it made you enjoy the races more? I've always enjoyed the races. Um, yeah. It's, you know, being out here is something that you don't, nobody has to do nobody you know you gotta love it or you're not gonna sit out here and do this and um, you know when you get to the point where you feel like you don't have anything to prove you're just here racing having a good time um, yeah it's fun to be around people like that and uh, you know the, the crew guys are the ones that that really get all the pressure put on them you know no matter what team you're on um, my guys especially because they, they know what my expectations are and the results have always been there so uh, a lot of pressure gets put on them, and, and uh, when you see uh, like a gravy, or you know, let it lighten up a little bit, you know, it makes them realize, hey, you got to lighten up a little bit. So, and I'm the same way. That is neat. That really, truly is. Jason, when you look at uh, when you look at your season, um, I know you're still scratching and clawing and, and, and rolling along. What types of things are you working on as you're, you know, at this point, the mid part of the season, and a lot of big fan races coming up? What are you working on with your team? Uh, biggest thing is just keeping some engines uh, fresh. We got TK coming back uh, for the oh, that's right. for Hartford and uh, Brad Doty and all of Eldora. So just trying to keep some uh, fresh engines, fresh motors, uh, uh, cars and whatnot. So uh, we'll have all that ready for him when he gets here. TK is another guy that fits in with the side oh, screw. Oh, he, he fits in. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Donnie, uh, speaking of motors, last night in the dash, you heard a motor, I, I believe. Um, how does that throw off your night? I mean, obviously, you're still in the top eight uh, starting in the feature, but just the thrash of the distraction of putting a new motor in, what, it, what, what happened to the motor could happen to this one. Talk about how that throws your night off. Well, you really don't get an opportunity to work on your race car when you're changing motors like that. And, um, you know, what happened to that motor last night, I've, I think I've been asked like 50 times, and I won't know until we get it, uh, until the engine builder gets it back. But it's really kind of the funkiest thing. You know, there was one rod missing and it doesn't even look like it touched the crank. It just put a hole in the pan. And I, if we wanted to run on seven cylinders, I think we could just put it right back in there and go the way it looks. I mean, Jay yeah. looked up in there too and he knows more about motors than I do. So, huh. um, but I, I got reminded today, you don't get upset that things happen. Yeah. You know, you have part failures. The motor had six or seven nights on it. So something obviously just went pear-shaped. But um, I think it's been nine years that would be the second one in nine years wow. that we've had something go wrong with. So Good Ron God. Shaver does a great job. Um, the last one that we had a problem with, the oil pump actually quit. So that there's nothing you can do about that. But it's very rare to have that happen. But, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, man, uh, bad luck. I'm like, no. Uh, if it would have happened uh, five <laughs> laps later or yeah. five laps sooner, yeah. I'd, that would have been the, not yeah. such a good thing. So, right. you know, give That's us an true. opportunity where we could, you know, still – start eighth in the feature and 
uh, run eighth is where we ended up. So um, maintain in tonight's obviously what we all want. Uh, you know, them paying forty-one thousand—that's what you're here for. So uh, we'll do our best to see if we can't capitalize on that. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate you spending some time with us, kicking it off here tonight. Jason, always a pleasure. Good time. Yes, sir. Thank you. You got it. Done with us already, Jay. I see this. Donnie, as always, guys, I appreciate it. Donnie shots. Jason Saj, yeah, you can clap, you can cheer, you can make some noise for him. Joining us here, we need to step away when we come back. Brad Sweet and Tim Schaefer coming up here on Wing Nation, presented by Minnesota Mafia. Since 1990, Adco Corporation has been a market leader in the agricultural industry. With generations of brand experience and a commitment to environmental awareness, ADCO's extensive network of independent dealers and service personnel continues to provide innovative, high-quality farming solutions around the world. No matter your destination, you can expect more with Featherlight. Pioneering the way toward dependable hauling for over 45 years, Featherlight has an aluminum trailer for you. Featherlight trailers come with innovative features and incredible versatility that make hauling your race cars, ATVs, motorcycles, horses, livestock, or other cargo easy year-round. Find your Featherlight fit for you today. Go to FTHR.com to find your local Featherlight dealer or to see what's new in the Featherlight lineup. Since the dawn of American industry, Drydeen was there as the country built its first roads, laid the blocks of its factories, and spanned rivers with new bridges and rails. Today, with Drydeen's all technology, we instill this heritage into every Drydeen oil, lubricant, fluid, and deft product we make. Drydeen is a tradition of performance with 21st century technology. Drydeen, official motor oil of the world of outlaws and always American owned and operated. Visit drydeen.com for more information. This is Minnesota Mafia Wayne to Nation, presented by Drydeen from the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. All right, all right, having a great time. Good, good crowd gathered here. And uh, one of the things that uh, we have with this heat here at Jackson, we always notice that uh, we've got a nice crowd here in front of the stage, but we have got a huge crowd down under the stage in the shade down there so we're glad everyone joined us down through there and uh, we're glad you're here tonight as part of the 41st annual agco jackson nationals aaron everdam and steve post here and uh, let's continue oh, i want to make one, one also point uh we're talking about this stage tonight when we get done okay with the end of the a main for the for the uh, sprint cars we're going to toast the winners right here on this miller light stage so we're going to we're the gonna, top three. The top three, yep. the podium for the 305s and the podium for the 410s. And a guy that uh, hopes to be on the stage toasting with us later on is the big cat, Brad Sweet, who joins us. Hey, man, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We are doing well. We are doing well. Dude, you have shared with us ever since Knoxville your, your uh, focus on running the inside groove, the mm -hmm. bottom of a racetrack like this. My God, Thursday night was a clinic. Mm -hmm. um, how... How did you feel about it? I mean, you, you know, and you told us about the mistakes you made at Knoxville. How did you feel about your run Thursday night on the bottom there? I thought Thursday night we were good. It's probably one of the better cars we've had all season. And, um, you know, it was good. Then we came back last night and the track changed a good bit, which is nice because I think that's probably more, you know, similar to the track that you're going to get tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, with all the rain on Thursday, it had a, you know, just a little different feel to it. Um, you know, last night was a little slicker and. Um, got a little bit top dominant, you know, like I, I was trying to move to the bottom, but the, the groove just wasn't there, especially in one and two. So we had to kind of adapt and uh, work on our car a little bit, and uh, hopefully we, we make the right changes for tonight and, like you said, be toasting you up here. Brad, yesterday we had, we had the chance to spend some time together. We did an interview uh, that you'll see later with Wing Nation, but while we were up in one of the suites, you were looking at the track and you said they need, need to put some more water on the bottom. <laughs> so it's kind of like you predicted that the track was going to be a little bit different. Um, when you look at the track today, to me, it looked like they've got a little bit more water down there. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's always, you know, every day as it progresses and it's a little hotter today, less cloud cover. Um, you know, I predict that the track would be a little slicker tonight. Um, you know, the, the top groove as it moves up and further it gets away from the bottom, you know, can bring the bottom back into play a little bit. Last night, the top, you know, kind of got to the point where, you know, it was a little bit too easy and too fast. You really had to be basically perfect on the bottom to, to even be competitive with the guys on the top. So, you know, if the top moves up, I think the tracks, they've got the bottom group kind of figured out where it stays real narrow and low, just like at Knoxville. So they've done a great job. It's just our job to adapt to whatever the, the conditions, you know, provide us. And it's always, you know, going to be different every day. The sun's different. The wind's different. So, you know, that's what makes it fun. Makes it fun. But, my gosh, so, so when you go to a place or like this, 
you you get a look at the track. How how soon? How often? Or how early are you trying to predict what's going to happen with the racetrack? Well, you you can you can tell a lot looking at it before it's even you know before cars get out there. But you really you really get a real sense of what's going to happen about the first set of hot laps. Okay. You know, you can kind of know if it's thinning out. And you know, when you're out there, it's just a different look than from what you can see in the stands. So I mean. You can go out there. Luckily for us, we can kind of ride out on the four-wheeler and check it out. But um, really, when you're out there, I like to just look around and, and kind of see what's what it's doing. Uh, last couple nights, the humidity's kind of brought some moisture back sure. into the track. So uh, when it's hot and steamy like this, it's it, it's you know a little different. So we'll just gotta pay attention and, and hopefully a main time make the right changes. Yeah. Brad, not only when you, you first get to a track do you spend some time looking at it or the first few laps, the hot laps you get a feel, but during the, the course of the night, all of us fans see you guys out in your little four-wheelers and little scooters checking out the track. Talk about, as a driver, how important it is to, to go down and actually look at the surface versus looking from the stands or from the pit area. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you're, you're in the first heat race or, or something and you hadn't been on the track in a, a good while and you know, it's kind of your opportunity to get out there and see, you know, how slick it's really getting. And I think, you know, when you're standing over over in the pits, kind of looking down towards three and four, you really can't see a whole lot. So, you know, to really kind of get boots on the ground, so to speak, get out there, look at it, uh, you know, and that way you can kind of go back and say, okay, it's it's doing this. You know, we got a lot of experience at looking at the tracks from over the years. So you just kind of, you know, know what you're looking for and, and – um, you know, then you just try to relay that back to the crew, or usually we'd like to, you know, go out there with the crew chief and kind of talk things over with what we see, and, and then hopefully, um, you know, just make the changes for what we see on the racetrack. Brad, you guys, the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, you lead the gypsy lifestyle, okay? <laughs> and uh, we had uh, we had Jason Sides on just a few minutes ago, and of course, Jason is the team owner of his gypsy team, and, and he certainly does things different than everyone else. There's, there's no denying that, but my question to him is the same one. I'll ask you, the question is, having three nights in one spot, what does that mean for you as you know, we talked to Jason about unloading in the same spot, the same everything else. What's that mean for you as a driver to, to, to be back here for three nights and not be going four hours down the road to the next one and four hours down the road to the next one? Yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate it. I, I appreciate what Todd, you know, Queering and all the, the people here are doing with building an event three and it's going to four days next year. So, you know, it's great to interact with fans. They know that they can come here and, and see a great event. It's yeah. great for us. We, you know, can work on our race cars all week in the same place. And, you know, just it's just nice. You know, you don't have to be packing your bags up, heading down the road. And, and just all the little things that, you know, that you, you do night in and night out, kind of you get settled in for a second. And, um, you know, it's been nice. It's uh, We're lucky to have great weather here and great racing so far all weekend. So just hoping for another good night. Yeah. Brad, talk about your season so far. Right now, you're top of the leaderboard and, and the points. Um, you've had a lot of driving experience, but what is what is different this year? Is it it just culmination? Is it the crew? Is it the car? Is it everything? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just experience. You know, finally, you know, it takes a few years on the Outlaw Tour to get to the point that you can be, you know, contend for a World of Outlaw Championship and you can win, you know, Knoxville Nationals and those types of races. I think you just you don't pop on the scene and just necessarily, you know, knock Donnie shots off the top. You know, it's um, it's one of those things that takes time, and, and he did it with Steve Kinzer. You know, he put in his time and chased around Steve Kinzer and Mark Kinzer and those guys, and, and, you know, he, you know, just got so good at his craft that finally he was able to kind of beat them, and, and I'm not saying that, that I'm at that point yet, but, you know, we feel like we're in a spot that we can at least give him a run for his money now. Final question for you here, Brad. The, the sport has ebb and flows. You have times where you're, you know, that's just the nature of all sports. Staying on top. Um, what's that like? You, you, and, and, and I know you're, you've acknowledged that you know you're not Donnie Shots, but right now you're 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 performing. You're probably the best performing car week in and week out of the day. How challenging is it now that you're you're more you're probably the most hunted now as opposed to chasing that one car in front of you? I'd rather be at the top of the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, we this is what we work for. Um, yeah. This is, you know, we didn't just get here by accident. No. We didn't luck into it. It's something that we work you know, night in and night out, year after year at Casey Kane Racing, uh, you know, with my crew chief, with our sponsors, just just everything, you know, you get here and it's not, you know, something that just happened overnight or we lucked into a, a setup, you know, it's something that we work at. So um, I just say keep doing what we're doing. You right. know, we don't feel like we're at our, our peak, you know, by any means. I think that there's, you know, still, there's still nights that we're off, you know, that there's, uh, there's room for improvement. So you know, I, I can do better, team can do better, and, and if we just focus on us getting better, then uh, there's no reason that we can't accomplish everything we want.
No doubt. Well said. Well said, that's for sure. Hey, we appreciate the time. Good luck in $41,000 here tonight. Thank you. There we appreciate go. The it. Big Cat. How about a Brad Sweet here joining us? We are having a ball. Hey, sponsors for this show, Weikert's Livestock. We've got K&M, Minnesota Mafia, Drydeen, Featherlights, J.D. Welding. Some of our sponsors here bringing us this program, Minnesota Mafia, Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen, the 41st Annual Ag Code Jackson Nationals. Stay with us. Wait a minute. Okay. No. Terry McCarl's taking over the camera duties for Craigers Vapor Locking back here. <laughs> Terry McCarl joins us and a whole host of others in just a moment. <laughs> Where are all the KM ATVs and side by sides coming from? I see a lot of people riding KMs around the lakes area and surrounding towns. Jaycox Implement and Lake Park must be offering free test drives and all their KM in stock inventory. Jaycox and Lake Park is selling a ton of these units. It makes sense, you know, because when owning a KM, the ride says it all. They also offer all accessories to customize your K&M ride. Test drive one today. In stock and ready to rock. Jaycox Implement in Lake Park, Iowa. Todd's Beer Cave is located in Rock Rapids, Iowa, and it's Northwest Iowa's largest beer cave. Todd's Beer Cave is your one-stop shop for beer, liquor, and Iowa lottery tickets. You can always find handmade breakfast pizzas, burritos, and more served fresh daily. Stop in on your way to the track and fill up with shell-quality fuels or access their 24-hour pumps. Todd's Beer Cave in Rock Rapids, Iowa is a proud sponsor of the Jackson Motorplex and Jody Rosenboom Racing. This is Minnesota Mafia Wayne to Nation, presented by Drydeen from the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. All right, we're having a ball, having a great time. Good to see the crowd here. Everyone else having fun? Y'all having a good time? Yes. Oh, I see the penalty box, which is uh, Minnesota Mafia approved, is in rare form already here tonight. Uh, everyone's having a good time. Hey, I want to give a shout out also to friends of Mankato Brewing. I'm a craft, as you know, Aaron, I love craft beer. Uh, they're over here with the tent and they, they do a great job. We've done with some it. sampling. We have done some sampling. <laughs> yes, we have. And uh, what an event and the, the festive atmosphere and all of the good, uh, all the good times. It is a ball for sure. Joining us now on the stage, we'll start off with the driver of the Jason Johnson Racing number 41, David Gravels here. Hey, man, how are you? Good. Long time no see. I know. <laughs> These are weird, weird, weird weekends because we, we're so fortunate. We come up here, but we do an open house at Agco. We did some at the Hall of Fame. And Aaron and I are like, we've talked to David. We've talked to David. It's like 16 times. And it's like, and then like next week, we'll reference something on the show. And it's like, well, no, wait a minute. We didn't talk to him about that on the show. We talked to him there. And so it is neat. But it is a fun event. It really is. Uh, alongside Terry McCarl's in the house. T-Mac, what's going on, man? Just waiting to race. No rain. It's going to be a great night. So what did I hear? Your your wife is abusing you, though? She's, uh, she's, uh... She's always abusing me. Well, I understand <laughs> you that. You're, you've got it rough with her. I understand that, yeah. yeah <laughs> she gets to go to the lake and have a couple of cocktails at lunchtime, and i got to sit there and drink water. It kind of stinks. But, oh, uh, man. Bless your heart. Dave and I are talking about it. We'll make up for it after tonight. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. David, you got yourself locked into the dash for tonight. You've had two solid nights. Uh, uh, tell us how you're feeling about your car. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, both nights we tried two different setups. Uh, not really sure which one we liked better or not, um, but I think that's what hopefully we'll try and uh, the dash and, and kind of make a decision and see what the racetrack does. But I have a, a pretty good feeling. Last night I made a couple mistakes and set us back in the A main, and, uh, you know, we wish we could have finished a little bit better, but uh, being at top four is what we came here to do, and luckily we were able to do that. T-Mac had a lot of speed, put it in the dash on a Thursday night. Um, assess where you're at with the Jackson Nationals this year and what you're, what you're looking for, working on tonight to get, get further forward. I wish I had David's crappy setup that he doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those seem to be working pretty well. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a, it's a point thing. Every time you attack the Nationals, yep. Knoxville Nationals, every time you're on the track, you've got to do your best. I mean, you're trying as hard as you can. There's no slough, you know, messing around in the heats or in anything. So, uh, uh, you know, that makes it a fun format, and it pays off tonight for guys like David and Duran Roll. They get to start up, you know, being the dash locked in. Hopefully we can win our heat race and get in the dash, too. So we have a great opportunity uh, to get in the dash, start on the front of the heat race, I think. Nice. And uh, So, you know, it, it gives you a second chance, basically. It's not all based on, on, a, on your finishes the last two nights, but pays a lot of money even if you don't win. So I uh, appreciate the money they put up and what a great place they've made this into. And I've been coming here since I was a kid with my dad, and uh, it's definitely not the way it was back then. <laughs> no, for sure. I raced here many years ago, and I can agree. Uh, David, you mentioned a few mistakes last night, and I saw you got pretty crossed up in, in four w on one lap. Uh, when something like that happens in the race, and you lose momentum, and you you know you lose a ton of a ton of time, uh, but talk about how, as a driver, do you regroup yourself, and then you do you second guess your car because that happened, or was that just a fluke? 
Uh, well, usually you're pretty tight in the start of the race and you get buried in the cushion, so you got yeah. the wheels locked left and trying to get out of it, and then uh, you're, you're spinning sideways. So it's one of those things you're almost panicking to get out of the cushions before you get in trouble, and uh, luckily I was able to save it, and luckily nobody uh, hit me. I know a couple guys had a chance to, so they did a good job avoiding me, but... Um, it's one of those things you kind of lose your composure for a lap or two, and then you kind of get your bearings back, and then you're starting to run a pace and getting in the, in the swing of things. So it's one of those things, it's like a, it's an oh shit moment for sure. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. oh man, uh, this could be really bad. And, uh, you know, luckily it wasn't. Terry, we were over at the uh, Jackson Racing Hall of Fame, and, and one of the Hall of Famers was over there, and he said, you know, Back in the day with the World of Outlaws, way back in the day, he said, you know, there was there was two or three guys. You had Steve, you had Sammy, you had Doug back in that day. Then your era came along where a bunch of guys like you were able to come in and, and, and mess around and, 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 and win some races. We look at this World of Outlaw thing now. We look at Knoxville on Saturday night now. The depth of the competition, how do you describe where we're at as far as the, the level of competition on the local level at Knoxville, but then when you roll into a place like this for a race like this? Well, yeah, like you said, you know, Knoxville on a local level is very, very yeah. tough. But uh, the Outlaws, I think this is just, you know, it just seems like it's tough as it's ever been. Everybody's so good. Everybody's so equal. Then you throw in the good local guys coming up from Knoxville and all around the country with Tim and Jack coming. Uh, on a big event like this, you know, you, you just have a tiny bit qualifying and you got yourself buried. I mean, look at Brian Brown is super fast. Yeah. And last night he missed a little bit qualifying. Look where he ended up. So, you know, uh, it, it's so close, but, um, you know, that makes it fun. And I think the guys are driving really aggressive, and but pretty respectful, but aggressive if that's possible. And uh, every spot counts so much, but everybody's so good and the cars are so good. I don't know. I'm just, it's a lot of fun, I think, for fans. I mean, and I love when a race goes nonstop because no matter what, no matter how big of a lead you have, you don't know how close the guy's behind don't you. Know. And those guys don't know they're yeah. coming up to get lapped. And uh, so that's worked out really well for making great races because, you know, you get in through traffic. And I think that's the most fun to watch for a fan. But I don't, I don't know if you know this, but... This was almost the first woman to ever win an outlaw show at Jackson. She led did, it for quite I did a while. Yeah, I laps here. How many? It was a long time. Yeah, till till the end. <laughs> well, I think we got a I think we got a sore spot here. My memory this might not have been good for me to bring that back up here. Uh, yeah. I think she pretty yeah. much had a yeah, one. I think we were yeah, it was out like back. lap 28 or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah thanks, Terry. Now we got to deal with her the rest yeah. of the night. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, at least I led laps here. I, and now, 15 years later, I can be happy that I led laps here in an I'm outlaw show. I'm proud of it. I was super. I mentioned it before, but I was there when she went to Larry, and it wasn't. A, there's, you're there, you never fluke into an outlaw win. I don't yeah, care no, what uh, happens if it lays rubber in the heats, and you still didn't fluke into an outlaw win to get yourself that position when she went to Larry was amazing night it was a tough to Larry it was the first night of two day heavy heavy and I was and I missed the show and I was watching and she got the traffic I got oh, she's gonna get smoked in traffic and she did it. I was like, hey, wow. What the heck? Tulare's tough. No, it was. Tulare's tough. It wasn't Actually, against you. It was you were young was, and you had yeah. no, Tulare's brutal. And you, see, Steve Kinzer was on your bumper, I think. He was, he came, yeah, I saw that yeah. with that green nose wing for a lot of laps. And then actually, I, I passed Paul and Jack in, yeah. in lap traffic. And I remember driving the car and be like, did, did that just really happen? <laughs> <laughs> it was Tulare. Tulare, if yeah. folks listening or watching, Tulare is one of the toughest tracks we run in traffic. That was pretty impressive. But well, uh, thank you. Yeah, I remember. I have a great memory. Thank you. David, we talked about you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but now we get up there. Yeah. She's going to be assessing that whole race. I, I, had I had it one. I had it one. So yeah, we appreciate it, Terry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> David, you, we mentioned you're locked into the dash for tonight. And th this might be kind of a dumb question, but is there any disadvantage to not running the heat race and getting that time on the track? Well, I'm not sure if we have hot laps or not. Um, I would say if we don't have hot laps, you know, you're kind of, you know, not really guessing, but trying to base off the last two nights and where you should be. Um, I think more time on the track, the better. Um, yeah. But I don't think I would want to be starting eighth in the dash other than, you know, being on the True. front row. I think any day of the week you'd choose uh, being on the front row. But if you are one of the guys that win the heats and start sixth uh, in the dash, I think you could easily, you know, finish fourth in the dash and put yourself uh, in a really good spot for the A main. So um, it's one of those things, who knows? Um, I guess Donnie started a little bit farther back to win this race last year. but. I think it's whoever gets their car the closest and the best is, is going to win. So um, even if you start eighth and you got your car really, really good, I think in 35 laps and lap traffic, you got a shot at it. Terry, your your other role as promoter, of course, the Front Row Challenge is coming up in, uh, at Oskaloosa coming up in August. And, uh, but we, and I know you're a fan of promotions. 
when you see an event like this, when you see this beer garden just full of people and the bean bags and everything and the 5K, which we missed both of you guys, by the way, at the 5K <laughs> this morning. You'll never see me at that. <laughs> you know. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much forever. But when, because I think you probably appreciate more than maybe maybe a lot of other people, all the work that goes into it. What's it mean to have, and, and there's other tracks doing it too. It's not just here, but what's it mean we see these places like Port Royal, like this, putting on yeah. these events? Um, I look at it, like you said, I look at it different than probably yeah. everybody. If they're looking at the fun. I'm looking at, man, we've got a lot of porta potties here. Those are nice. Those are clean. I'm gonna, I look at it, how much it costs to have everything here, the logistics behind it, all the people behind it, the people park. I was thinking about the guys parking the cars today. I mean, all the different people. Yeah. You don't realize what it takes to actually put on a big event. It takes a lot of people, a lot of good people, a lot of hard work, and a lot of things behind the scene. And that's where the rainouts and things like that really affect you as a promoter because you still got to do all that work and then it's rained out and it's not something that was under your control. So, yeah, I look at everything a little bit different about, <laughs> I love how, okay, man, that could be set up different or that is set up really good or, you know, I look at it like, more like that than a fan, actually. Do, and yeah. I just think of how much work it takes to put on a big event like this and, and how, how we appreciate it. I mean, we love these big events. I mean, I see the late model guys go to a lot of places and sit there for three days and it's, they have a lot of fun. They're with each other and they race for big money on the end day, but there's not a lot of travel. You don't have to drag your t-shirt trailer up and down the road. So as a team, and I think David would agree that this is a lot more fun for us to have a big three-day show, lots of fans, lots of interaction like this, and then it pays well at the end. A lot of money to make on yeah. Saturday night. Nice. Yeah, for sure. David, uh, a year ago when we were here, Jason Johnson won his, his last World of Outlaw feature before we lost him. Uh, how special is this weekend? I mean, obviously everyone's motivated to, to win every race, and it's a big purse, but there's got to be something a, a little extra that you want to get that car back in victory lane this weekend. Uh, yeah, for sure. As a driver, you could see uh, the banner on the flag saying every time you go by, um, obviously Jason won the first two nights here, couldn't win the last night, so hopefully uh, we can make up for that and, and win the last night. You know, it's the 41st uh, Jackson yeah. Nationals. Mm -hmm. uh, it's 41,000 to win. Uh, couldn't be 41 laps. We would need silver crown tanks, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens. But uh, we really want to win this race. Uh, it would be good for everybody, and uh, you know, hopefully it's meant to be. Gentlemen, we appreciate the time. Terry, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Where can people get those tickets for that race coming up? Uh, Lori actually has some front oh. row and ultimate challenge tickets and our t-shirt trailer down there. You go to <laughs> oskichallenges.com. Uh, Do we have to go to the lake to find her? At the no, yeah, she's back. <laughs> she's probably not happy she's down there. My generator's not working. I got all kinds oh, of Oh, dear uh, God. No yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want tickets, she's got them at the t-shirt trailer. You can stop by any of my trailer anytime and get them and then or get them, uh, get, call the office and get them. Gonna be, I'm sure David's going to be there this year trying to get that 20000 Twenty thousand is not a lot of money to David, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's other yeah. people, working people, yeah. it is, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Terry, we appreciate it. David. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Always love hanging out with you up here. Yeah, thank you guys. There I appreciate go. it all. There we go, David Gravel and Terry McCall. How about it for our guest here, man? We have got the best in the business. And when we come back, Sheldon Hodgenshield and uh, Wayne Johnson are going to join us. It is Wing Nation by Minnesota Mafia here. We've got Agco as part of our sponsorship team, Casey's General Store, Todd's Beer Cave here, TL Racing as well. And yeah, you're here at Jackson. We'd love you to have some Wing Nation gear right here to the next to the stage. We have got Kate down here selling Wing Nation t-shirt and hats. We'd love to have you come up and grab yourself some Wing Nation gear before you get out of here. Those of you watching, or if you can't get it tonight, go to wingnation.com. Or we'll be back here at Jackson with the All-Stars. We're on the All-Star trailer as well. So uh, make sure you get your Wing Nation gear. Let's step away. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Weikert's Livestock Incorporated, located just west of historic Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, has over 65 years' experience buying and selling cattle. We buy and sell quality feeder cattle from the Shenandoah Valley through the mountains of West Virginia. For more information, call us at 717-642-8412. And don't forget next year's Bob Weikert Memorial Race over the Memorial Day weekend at the Speed Palace. Port Royal Speedway in Port Royal, Pennsylvania. Meet the new Casey's.com. Whether you're at home or on the go, you're always one fast click away from a Casey's Pizza. Try the new Casey's.com today. The easier, faster, friendlier way to order pizza. Instilled with Drydeen's heritage of performance, Drydeen Diesel All Def is built for the demands of today's diesel engines. Drydeen Diesel All Def is perfect for owners and operators of on-road and off-road diesel trucks and cars that now require diesel exhaust fluid. Drydeen. Official motor oil and official diesel exhaust fluid of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. And as always, American-owned and operated. Visit drydean.com for more information. 
This is Minnesota Mafia Wayne to Nation presented by Drydeen from the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. Ah, uh, we're having a ball and everyone is having a good time. We're glad everyone joined us here. It is Wing Nation. It's Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Drydeen. Some of our partners that travel with us up and down the road with Wing Nation all the time, Sage Fruit, Hercules Tires, Drydeen. Red Brand Fencing and Weld Racing, some of our partners as well. We are joined here on the stage, a couple more drivers. Of course, this is the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, driver of that NOS Energy Drink car, Sheldon Hodgeshields here. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. And alongside is the fit, trim, and slim Wayne Johnson. What's going on, Wayne? How are you? Man, always good to be up here to see you guys. It is. All right, the race, and it ain't raining. And it ain't raining. Exactly, exactly. I, I think I'm just going to start with where I started with you, Wayne, the fit, slim. Slim Wayne Johnson, you've been on a workout kick, and uh, I, I know that you know fitness is something we talk about. But as a race car driver, getting more fit, what has that meant to you as a race car driver? Well, you know, look at this guy here. I know exactly. Way, buck twenty-five. You know, I was <laughs> I was two twenty, and uh, you know, back at Christmas, and I've lost thirty-five pounds. So it's de it's definitely made my race car better to drive. Yeah. Uh, changes the roll center of the car. We haven't been very good yet, but, uh, you know, last night was my only the fourth 410 race of the year. So we're getting better. We've we've moved ahead every time we went on the racetrack and learning. So uh, I'm telling you, you know, I've got to sit up there and watch what you guys are talking about fuel while ago. I just want the chance to run out of fuel tonight. That's it, exactly right. Get up there and, and, and worry about that 35-lap feature to run out of fuel. Absolutely. Sheldon, talking about fitness, is there something, do you work out when you're on the road? I always ask drivers this because it, it can't be easy. You're in a different town every day. Yeah, man, working out on the road is definitely difficult. In the winter, you know, I feel like I hit it pretty good, but um, just traveling all the time and just finding the time, every, I feel like every time I turn the motorhome off, man, I just want to lay down and rest for a minute. And um, Yeah, so that's probably the hardest thing. I, I'd say, uh, like, Logan and Brad are probably the two guys that, find gyms and, and work out the most. Um, Sheldon, one of the neat things for you this weekend is the old man's here. Uh, you don't get a chance. I mean, you raced with him a lot in the past, but, but the way things have been lately, you don't get a chance. Is it, I mean, do you guys pit next to each other? Do you keep an eye on him? Do you try to just focus on your own deal? What's that like with your dad here on a weekend like uh, this? Definitely now, since it's uh, few and far between yeah. when I get to race with him, you know, I, I feel like I'm in his pit half the night, uh, okay, just kind of yeah. conversing and see what he's got going on and, and try and help us both out. So, um, you know, I think tonight now we're starting third and fourth in our heat. So uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh, maybe not ideal, but, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Aaron, uh, we saw Jack the other night wearing an evil Knievel t-shirt. Yeah, that was now, so funny. That's just badass. I think my quote Jack was... Jack There's nobody better off. to be yes. wearing an evil Knievel shirt yeah, than that, your father. That's my dad's hero, and I think some fan brought him that shirt, so it was pretty cool nice. that uh, he's wearing that. That's, that's awesome. Wayne, you said this was your fourth 410 race of the year. Uh, you've struggled the last two nights, but what is, I mean, what is that, what, what is it like for you? Is it frustrating? Uh, obviously it is, but you, you know you have something to build on, and, and what, what are your expectations for tonight? Well, you know, uh, we definitely want to be in the feature, but, yeah. uh, you know, just to pass cars, you know, we've done that every time we went on the racetrack. You know, we qualified horrible the first night, and we progressed all night long, got through the C, went to the B, passed cars in the B last night, missed the A by one spot, starting yeah. eighth in the, fee in the B. So, you know, we're getting a little bit of more of a handle on it every time we hit the track. So I would just say if we're starting seventh in the first heat, if we can pass cars in the first heat, if we pass one car, you know, we've accomplished more yeah. today than we've already had. These guys are tough, I'm telling you, you know, you – these guys have already raced 60 times, and Sheldon's 23 years old. You know, I'm 40. I'm 47. <laughs> you know, ask ask Jack about it. You know, it's yeah. just it's just tougher. It's just a situation. But, you know, fortunately, uh, Todd and Car Todd and Kelly Carlisle, my car owners, have gave me the opportunity this year to go a lot more 410 racing. So uh, we're going to do a lot of 410 racing between here and Nationals and there on after. But uh, backing up on the 360 deal a little bit, just because you know what, if you're not doing it, just like playing minor league. Uh, baseball yeah. against major league. You know, if you don't, if you're not racing these guys, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be as good as they are. And that really leads to my question because we've talked over the years. You've been primarily 360. You, now you've indicated you're gonna run more 410s this year, some 360s. But you also had the 305 rental program. Are you still doing? Are you dabbling with that? What's, what, I mean, you've got a, what's going on with that? No, I sold that thing. Did we, you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, I uh, drug it to Wichita, Kansas, to race. Uh, there's a kid back home, uh, 12 year old. 
uh, Ryan Tim's racing mini sprints, and uh, you guys are all going to hear of him soon because he's one heck. I think the his dad texted me last night. He's in California. He's won his 27th mini sprint race this year. Jeez. Uh, I took him and did a practice session with him in the, in the 305, and there were seven cars there, and the guy that had won the last race there that night or that year, uh, he lapped him. Holy cow. And anyway, I drug it to Wichita, Kansas, and they wouldn't let him race. So stupid me. I drug it that far. I'm going to drive it. And I turned to 305 over the in the hot lap. In so. hot laps? How does that happen? I'm, I mean, in the heat race. I'm sorry, in the heat oh, race. Oh, so that's I, much better. So yeah. after that, I, I said, you know what? I'm done, I'm done with the 305s. They're too fast for me, so I sold it. They're too Go back to those 410s. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Only Wayne Johnson. That, that can't happen to anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see some video of that. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not pretty. <laughs> Sheldon, talk about your year. You're, you're probably not where you want to be. Uh, last year you started off so strong. But I got the chance to talk to your crew chief, Tyler Swank, yesterday, and he was still so high on your driving and, and really complimentary. But talk, just talk about your year. Yeah, it's definitely not where we want it to be. Um, oh, this is qualifying, I think. We haven't, you know, last year we qualified well uh, the first half of the year and, and maybe not so well the second half, but... Um, and you could see that we won races in the first half and we didn't in the second half. So uh, we kind of picked off, you know, started where we left off at the end of the year and, and everybody else progressed. So um, I think if we just get our qualifying there, I feel like once we get later in the night, uh, you know, I can pass cars and make some moves. But uh, I need to start up front with them guys to be able to race with them and try and win these races. 2019 Challenge of the World of Outlaws. Get a good start to the night, boy. I'll tell you what. That's what we hear across the house. We hear uh, across the board with everybody all racing. Gentlemen, we appreciate your time. Wayne, always fun to hang out with you. Can, uh, congratulations on the weight loss. That's awesome. Thanks, And Steve. we're going to have fun watching this summer. Get your arms around this 410 program. Can't wait to see how it all shapes out for you. Well, I hope so. We get uh, At least just, hey, just make the feature a couple times. We'll be all right right now. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Sheldon, always a pleasure hanging out with you. Have yeah. fun out there tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. Sheldon Hart and Sheldon Wayne Johnson joining us here. We need to step away. We've got more Wing Nation coming up in just a moment. JD Welding and Machine is a family-owned and operated DOT cargo tank inspection facility dedicated to quality, customer satisfaction, and being there when you need us. JD Welding and Machine is your number one source for certified welding, fabrication, and machining services. We've been providing high-quality service for 40 years. We are DOT certified and specialize in tank trailer testing, repair, and maintenance. JD Welding and Machine are proud partners with Brian Brown Racing, where performance and quality come together. Bell Helmets and TL Racing have teamed up to provide trackside sales and service to dirt tracks and racers across the upper Midwest. You'll find the highest level of sales and service for grassroots racing. Look for the TL Racing Bell Helmets trailer at events for service, maintenance, and the ability to do most factory repairs for Bell Helmets on site. TL Racing is an authorized Bell dealer and will have helmets available trackside to ensure a proper fit. For more information, check out at TL Racing LLC on social media or go to bellracing.com. This is Minnesota Mafia, Wayne to Nation, presented by Drydeen from the 41st Annual Agco Jackson Nationals. Live from the Miller Lite stage at Jackson Motorplex, here are Steve Post and Aaron Evernham. We are glad you joined us. The beer garden is open and lots of people are getting their thirst quenched. And uh, the penalty box is open as well. Our Minnesota Mafia friends are hanging out there, all but one, of course, because uh, we brought uh, from the Minnesota Mafia, run Shane Phillips up on the stage. Good to see you again, man. Always good to hang out with you. How you doing? Uh, we're doing awesome. We're doing good. awesome. Uh, thanks for having me back. We good. appreciate it. Yeah, and one of the things I just love about traveling around the country, as a, as, as a kid that grew up being able to mimic announcers, okay, I could uh, mimic uh, Dusty Doyle from Five Mile Point Speedway. That means nothing to very few people. And Cal Arthur at Pencan Speedway. I love hearing announcers. And boy, here at Jackson, one of the best in the business, Austin Lloyd's here. Hey, man, how are you? Good, good, man. I really appreciate the kind words. I'm still new at this. That's pretty cool to hear, but I, I appreciate it. Doing a good job. Austin, you're here each and every week, and you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your feet wet in the game. To be part of a big event at your home track, 
You know, I mean, hey, face it, Johnny Gibson's here announcing alongside of you, okay? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's Johnny Gibson. That's a, what's this like for you as a, as, as, as a local guy getting a chance to have a big showcase event like this? I know, I'm like, I, I guess I'm a, I would say I'm in equal parts, like, thankful to be able to do this, um, and then, you know, proud that I've yeah. taken advantage of the opportunities to be able to do this. I'm really lucky to be where I'm at. Just things had to break right the right way quickly for me to be able, in my fifth year, to be announcing a World of Outlaw race. And uh, Jeez, I mean, that's just crazy. Five yeah. years announcing race cars and doing a World of Outlaw race. I'm, I'm immensely honored and thankful to be able to be here. Ten years in my career, I would have hated you, okay? Because <laughs> I wasn't doing that, that's for sure. So that is really, really oh, neat. <laughs> oh hey, Shane, we were able to catch up with you last year, and we've talked to a lot of the drivers about this, but how cool is it for you, who, who helped sponsor this event and you help us come out here, uh, to see how much it's grown in just, just a few years, how much this event has grown? It's amazing, uh, truly amazing. Uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Jackson, Minnesota. Um, so to see where this track has came from, uh, from when Todd uh, had purchased it and uh, the job that himself, uh, Doug Johnson, Luke Lunt, have, and the rest of the team out here have done um, is beyond incredible. Um, and I wanted to say first, I wanted to echo your comments on what a great job Austin does and how yes. lucky we are to have him here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just another thing that, that you can tell Todd and those guys are doing it right because they found the right person to, to be the voice of this track. He takes the job seriously and has grown tremendously over, over the time. So I'm a big fan. He's a top shelf guy. Um, no. That's a that's a little inside plug for his podcast too. Top uh, well, shelf no, racing no. podcast. No, so okay, okay. I'm going to tell you a story. Well. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story on that top shelf podcast. Austin does the top shelf podcast. You got to check it out. And I was going to ask him about this. Okay, I listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago and he had Mark Dobmeyer on. And Mark, out of the blue, just says something about, something about you know, I'm doing the radiator shop, a little bail bondsman work, and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, what, 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 what bail bondsman? And I go back and I listen to it again. So I love the podcast that you do. And sure enough, we ended up with Wing Nation on Mav TV last Saturday with Dob Meyer on, and we got talking about him jumping off balconies and chasing bad guys all around, <laughs> all around and everything. So that, that's the thing. And Austin, when you look at it, um, it's, it's kind of like... I'm living my dream every day, and, and listening to you, I know it's the same. The podcasting and all of this, you ever just kind of pinch yourself and say, what's up, what's up with that, and, uh, and, and to be able to do all of this stuff? There, there's, like, little moments where you pinch yourself. You know, like, talking to you yesterday about, you know, you know, I, you tell the story about Mark Dodmar's on my show, and you got a question for him, because then all I got out of that story was, like, holy crap, Steve Post listens to my podcast. That's a pinch myself <laughs> moment, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, this last week, getting to talk to Kerry Madsen and John Gibson on my podcast, you know, I, my office is in my basement. I run upstairs to tell my wife what I just did, like it's <laughs> yeah. like a little kid, you know? It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's incredible. Great. I can't believe that I'm involved. That is so that cool. Is so that really is, yep. Shane, explain to some of the new fans that might be here what exactly the Minnesota Mafia is. Uh, we're, uh, we're basically just a, a group of race fans um, who started um, in 2012 to uh, just like help out the, the racers that we went to and watched every week. Um, racing up here was struggling like in the 2010, 11, around yeah. there, 360 racing in particular here. And uh, we had a group of guys who really loved going to the track. And we saw the opportunities uh, to go to the track and hang out and drink beer and talk smart. <laughs> we yep. saw like those uh, opportunities dwindling and like, well, hey, if not um, a, a group of, of passionate, smart people, we can like figure this out, a way to help out a little bit yeah. anyway, right? Um, it's a drop in the bucket for what it takes to compete out here. But uh, just showing a little bit of appreciation, I think, goes a long way. A few extra dollars here or there. And what we've been able to do um, in, in starting our, our race series that we ran for a few years mm -hmm. um, with the help of um, all these folks out here um, that, that are watching this broadcast because they're the people who um, bought our t-shirts, bought our stickers, and, and allowed us to, uh, to give money back uh, to the races that they come to watch too. So that's basically who we are, what we do. We're, uh, we're, we're semi-retired right now. We do a lot of things kind of on, on an ad hoc basis. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, we got some, some things in the works for 2020. We're going to kind of do some more uh, um, substantial things, I guess. But we're kind of gearing up for that. But yeah. But right now we just sponsor a couple cars, a couple guys. If, uh, say, a guy has a, a real bad night or something like that, well, we have a, we have a little pool of cash to, oh, to help him out. Cool. And do, like I said, just on an ad hoc basis and, it's and where to, we need it. To me, it's amazing. And, and we've talked about this. I've talked about this with you. And I've talked about our friends at Beer Hill Gang. We all sit back and say, I can't do anything. I'm a fan. I can't do anything. It's amazing to me if you take six or eight guys and put $25, $30, $50 together a piece and decide to design some T-shirts. It's amazing how 
how something can grow for our passion. And you could take mm -hmm. something, some person, someone that doesn't feel like they're, uh, they're, they can do anything about it. It's amazing yeah. what a group of those people can do together. It's, it's, it is truly amazing. Um, uh, every, like I said, people think that, hey, my $5 koozie that I buy, um, that's not really gonna, that's not really gonna help out a whole lot. Well, margins on koozies are pretty good. And, yeah. and, and you buy, yeah. and you buy a koozie, you can turn around and, and take, you know, 70% of, of that purchase and give it right back to guys. You know where it's going to a good cause. Right. Um, we always encourage folks too to stop by these uh, t-shirt trailers and, and things like that and stop by the pits after the races and uh, buy t-shirts directly from those guys too. Um, a lot of their um, uh, extra income that allows them to be competitive, allows them to get down the road, mm -hmm. comes from those uh, merchandise sales and things. So. Um, yeah, uh, everyone that comes to a racetrack should be wearing a race car t-shirt, <laughs> right? Right. No, no matter what. One, because race car t-shirts are cool, yep. <laughs> and two, um, uh, the money spent to wear that, that piece of apparel um, really helps these guys get down the road and, and come entertain us. It sure does. I, I love what you guys are doing. Austin, you talk about announcing your first World of Outlaw race. Thursday night when you go in there to, with Johnny Gibson, how, what is that like? I, I mean, I related to a driver of my first night racing with World of Outlaws, the adrenaline's going. Do, do you get nervous as an announcer? I don't know if like nervous is the right word, I guess. Um, so I had John on my podcast last week, and um, so we talked, we had, did the interview Monday night, and he told me like, yeah, we're gonna have you up there, you're gonna do this with me, blah, blah, blah. So I was, I was prepared, I had a number of days to kind of think about it and stuff, and um, and, you know, I thought, you know, I was a little nervous at first because I don't want to, like, take the microphone from John Gibson. I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. too much or whatever. But you just kind of have to get to a point where you're like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the way I do it. And that's the only way that I can do this. You know what I mean? So it, we've, it's been really great so far because we have such a good chemistry that, you know, there's only been one time we've talked over each other. It's been on a yellow flag. You yeah. hear him with some other people, and sometimes it's a little bit awkward. Who, when do you come in? When do you? Sure. It's been really natural for us so far. Yeah. So it's, I've been lucky again in, in that regard, and it's just been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, as a, as a guy that announces, of course, MRN with our race broadcast, it's like, how do you guys not step on each other? How do you guys not to do it? It's it's an art form to it, and it really is. It's really challenging, and uh, and it's just it's fun to listen to. When it's done right, it really is. Shane, we see you sitting here in a uh, Bell Helmets shirt and hat. Of course, yeah. you see your display. What's what, what's that all about? You're you're involved more than just the Minnesota Mafia with this sport. Yeah, definitely. Um, I partnered with uh, Bell Racing, Bell yep. Racing USA, um, uh, to do a bit of a pilot program. Yeah. So Bell Racing has a, a long, long history of providing trackside service at like IndyCar, NASCAR events, to and IMSA races. Yep. Um, high, a little more high level um, events, um, and. Myself and uh, the director of motorsports, uh, Chris Wheeler, Chris Wheeler at, at great Bell. Guy. Guy's a good guy. One of the, one of the best guys in this yep. business yep. by far. Um, had an idea of uh, why can't we bring that same sort of trackside service, sales, support um, to to a grassroots level to our customers out here yeah. um, that are buying it, um, and it's basically sustaining our 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 athlete programs and things like that. Uh, bring that same level of service. So. Um, I travel. Um, I'm in Jackson here every Friday. I, I, like yeah. I mentioned before, I live in Jackson, and then I'm at Knoxville Raceway every Saturday night. Well, bless your heart. That's yeah, I, I have a rough life. Dude, yeah. I have a rough life. <laughs> oh my God, how do you handle that? <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, um, the penalty box, between the penalty box and the Dingus Lounge, um, it, it does wear you down a little bit. But uh, a lot of times, yeah. a lot of times Sunday afternoons are for naps, so we take, we took care of that. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, um, Bell Bell really wants to provide as good as it can trackside service yeah. to, to every level of motorsports out here and uh, yeah, we're developing this program and uh, um, hopefully to roll it out um, slowly but surely with yeah. the right fit of person and, yeah. and area and things like that yeah so. we see that we've uh, we've MRN's acquired racing electronics and we're in the similar thing how do you yep. guys service to, to places like this and it's, it's yep. very similar so well good good for you uh, we appreciate uh, Shane we appreciate the partnership this is Minnesota Mafia Wing Nation presented by Dry Date we appreciate the partnership and it's always good to hang out with you guys we were gonna have um, who is it we were gonna have we we're gonna have Tommy up here we're, we're, we're gonna have uh, the world famous Taco Tom Taco Tom we were gonna have Taco, Taco Tom, Tom. he got nervous he's hiding behind a pillar right over he there there. He doesn't want to show off his Pennsylvania Posse shirt when he's a Minnesota Mafia member. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were going to have Taco Tom, but you, you did a good job. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it, it is a shame that Taco didn't want to step up here. He is wearing the, the Posse hat. 
Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to Matt Miller and, yeah. and and the whole Beer Hill gang, our guys. So that's it. Absolutely, yeah. Austin. Continued success to you. Thanks for spending the time with us, and we look forward to hearing your call here tonight. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate it. And I do got to say one thing though. Um, you know, we got. We're giving away crossbows down here. What? And I was slipped Ooh. a twenty-dollar bill to tell you all to go sign up for a crossbow. Boy, you're learning the announcing uh -huh. game right yeah. now. You yeah. got this yeah. going on, yeah. 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 That a boy. So go sign up. There's only like 14, 15 people that have signed up to win a seven hundred dollar crossbow. Crossbows. So wow. I mean, like, make it happen. It's on the far. It's like if you look at Brad Sweet's uh, merchandise hauler. It's on the yeah. grandstand side of that. Go down and do that. That'll, it's a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, K1 crossbows. Go yeah. muddy. Yeah, I'll the game tree stands, all that stuff. Let's, let's, uh, did you get a twenty dollar bill uh, too? Yeah, I did. I did not. I did not. I just, uh, I just appreciate yes. what, what those businesses Boy, and Todd has done for, for yeah. me and my, uh, oh my gosh. for me and my yes. racing community. Sure. And Absolutely. Community, so. And we have had a ball, guys. We yes, appreciate we it. We appreciate Donnie Shots and Jason Sides, Brad Sweet, Tim uh, Sweet, Tim Schaefer, T Mac, David Gravel, Sheldon Hodgson, Wayne Johnson. Join us, Aaron. We've talked to just about everybody on the planet. It's time to go we racing now. It sure is. Time to hit the beer garden and yes. then go racing. Yep. we got some <laughs> folks we need to thank as well to Todd and Doug Johnson here and everybody at Jackson Motorplex. My gosh. There's there's the rolling out the red carpet and what they've done here is ten times the red the carpet. The hospitality from everybody we've met here has been it's fantastic. So fantastic. So we appreciate it. Daryl Smith's our board operator back in Concord, North Carolina. He gets to listen to this message and every time. Frank Beers is our director of operation and Craig Moore is right behind us, keeping us in line each and every week. We could not do it without those guys. And of course, all of our partners, the Minnesota Mafia and our friends at Dry Dean bringing it to you here. So it is great. It's the Agco Jackson Nationals. If you're not here with us, you can catch it on vision tonight. Make sure you twist us in with all a great time. Thanks for joining us here as we're ready for the finale of the Jackson Nationals. This has been Minnesota Mafia Winged Nation presented by Dryden from the 41st Annual Jackson Nationals. For more Winged Sprint Car news, talk, and information, go to wingednation.com or follow Winged Nation on Facebook or Twitter. This has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.